Lecture topic: Securing the promises of Allah. Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, wa kafa wa salatu wa salamu ala ibadhi al-ladina astafa. Amma baadu faaudu billahi min al-shaytan al-rajim. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. إن الله يدافع عن الذين آمنوا إن الله لا يحب كل خوان كفور صدق الله العظيم مسؤول سكتور نمائك رام برادرز ونالدز This is a very very short portion of an ayat of the Quran Sharif. وَإِنَّ اللَّهَ تَلَسِيهِ إِنَّ اللَّهَ يُدَافِعُ عَنِ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يُحِبُّ كُلَّ خَوَّانٍ كَفُورٍ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى defends the believers عن الذين آمنوا those who have iman and Allah Taala does not love anyone who is خوان who deceives who commits khianat and deception and the person who is kafur who is ungrateful to Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala so the first part of this ayat Allah ta'ala says that inna allaha yudafi'u anil ladhina amanu Allah ta'ala defends the believers now this is a very very great promise of Allah ta'ala And Allah Taala is Malikul Mulk and Malikul Muluk. Allah Taala is the King of all kings, the Creator, the Sustainer, and everything is in His power and control. And nothing can prevent Him from doing as He pleases. If Allah Taala has made a promise, then nothing can come in the way of fulfilling that promise. Many a person sometimes. makes a promise to somebody with the full intention that i will fulfill this and he has complete confidence in it that he will complete that and fulfill it but sometimes before he can do so such situations come about which are totally beyond his control despite his complete conviction in that in the time when he made the promise that i'm going to do it but now he's totally helpless he can't do it But Allah Taala's promise, nobody can come in between it. So Allah Taala is all powerful. Allah Taala has full control, and Allah is making the promise: Inna Allaha yudafiru anil ladina amanu. And then Allah Taala Himself says in the Quran Sharif: "Oban asdaqu min Allahi qila." Who can be more truthful than Allah Taala? So His promise is one hundred percent true. Yudafiru anil ladina amanu. Allah Taala defends the believers. it is a very very broad meaning to the word defend one is from their enemies those who are trying to hurt the believers in some way trying to destroy islam and the muslims allah taala will protect the believers from all kinds of difficulties and hardships and whatever else a person wishes to be protected from So all this is included in this. Now on the one side when a person considers that Allah Taala has full power, Allah Taala has all might, we say Allah Taala is the one who possesses every power and might. 
and Allah Ta'ala is the most truthful and this is the promise of Allah Ta'ala in the Quran Sharif but what we seem to be experiencing is something very different we seem to be experiencing difficulties and hardships which are unprecedented on a general level we have become like a football being kicked around from pillar to post so something is not adding up in our minds but the first thing to consider is that who has this promise been made to Allah Ta'ala is saying inna allaha yudafi'u anil ladheena amanu Allah Ta'ala defends the believers so now we will say that alhamdulillah and indeed that claim is genuinely true that we are believers, we have iman but in another ayat of the Quran Sharif Allah Ta'ala addresses the very people who have iman Ya ayyuhal ladheena amanu O you who believe Aminu billahi wa rasoolih Bring iman in reality in Allah and His Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam So in other words one is that a person for example has gone to school and now he came home with a report and the report says that he got 30% in a certain examination so that 30% who can claim that he didn't get any marks at all he's got 30% he's got maybe even 35% but the pass mark is 40% if the pass mark is 50% so all the rewards of promotion etc are all promised on passing not promised on getting some marks there must be a certain quality of the pass then he will get even greater rewards then he will be rewarded with some certificate as well then he'll be given some prize because he didn't just pass he got an A pass so now he will be given great honor and even the parents now whatever they promised him was not just on scraping a pass it was on that A pass so in this ayat of the Quran Sharif Allah Ta'ala is saying oh you who believe bring iman as you ought to bring iman now what is the person who has a true iman and it is on this true iman that the promises of Allah Ta'ala are directed to that person now the person who has true iman so the various obligations that Allah Ta'ala has placed upon him he is forever fulfilling that the most important obligation of iman and the dictate of iman what is the iman itself what is the level of his iman the quality of his iman what is the degree of his yaqeen and conviction in Allah Ta'ala and to what extent does he trust in Allah Ta'ala to what extent he has full faith in what Allah Ta'ala has commanded and then in his practice in his actions the most fundamental of everything is his salah to what extent is his salah being fulfilled and being fulfilled in the correct manner in the manner that it ought to be fulfilled now these are just some pointers then together with that when there's true iman then a person stays away from everything that iman requires him to stay away from whatever Allah Ta'ala has forbidden all the sins and vices now if we consider these aspects and we look deep down into ourselves and then we try to judge within ourselves we are the judges for our own selves that what is the quality of our Iman how many percent in terms of the quality of Iman we have achieved then we will understand that why the promise of Allah Ta'ala have not been received by us 
Because the promise of Allah Ta'ala is on the quality of Iman. So this is what is required of a mu'min. A mu'min, everything about him, he focuses towards what is the reality of things. What is, what is the surface, surface level of things. The surface level is what the eye can see. What science might be able to give some kind of explanation to, that's all still on the surface. And it's not a problem with that, provided it doesn't cross certain lines. That if a person is understanding some scientific explanation to something, it's in order, provided it doesn't cross certain lines, certain boundaries. But a mu'min doesn't stop at the surface. He goes beyond that. And Rasulullah has repeatedly taught us this. In simple things, simple things, one is not even to focus our hearts and attach our hearts to the material things. For example, once some very, very fine silken cloth was gifted to Rasulullah. So it's not permissible for males to wear anything silk, but if somebody has given it as a gift, can own it, can pass it on to somebody else for females to wear it, whatever else can be done with it. So any case when this cloth came, some sahaba were there, they began expressing their amazement. They hadn't seen something so fine and so soft. And they began expressing their amazement at it. That this is also what a excellent kind of cloth this is. As soon as they started expressing their amazement at it, Rasulullah immediately said to them, Lamanadilu Sa'ad ibn Mu'adin fil Jannah khayrum min haza wa alyan. You are so amazed at this. This is the cloth, the handkerchief. Handkerchief is something that is used to clean up. So it's not something that is of high quality. It's something of very, very low quality. Handkerchief is handkerchief. Lamanadilu Sa'ad ibn Mu'adin fil Jannah, the handkerchief of Sa'ad ibn Mu'adin Jannah. Is far superior to this. So what will be the clothing? Immediately turn the attention away from dunya to akhirat. Once there was a solar eclipse. And now this was something many people experienced for the first time. So now when they saw the solar eclipse, what had come down to them, which was an incorrect belief, that the solar eclipse occurs as a result of some very great personality passing away, or somebody being born who is going to be a very great person. When the solar eclipse happened, Rasulullah addressed the people. Now one is what the eye can see. Maybe what the scientific explanation is also. But Nabi Islam turned the discussion away from material and scientific things away to what is ruhaniyat. What is spiritual. What is the reality. And the reality was, Nabi Islam gave a khutbah and he addressed the sahaba. And he said, Inna al-qabar, inna al-shamsa wal-qamara ayatani min ayatillah. La yan khasifani li mawti ahadin wa la li hayatihi. The sun and the moon, they are two great signs of Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala makes His Qudrat manifest through these signs. That this great ball of fire at such a distance, and the heat can be felt so far away from it. And then so many things happen as a result of the sun shining and the heat of the sun, the crops then ripen and what not happens and then the light of the moon, great signs of Allah Ta'ala in the ayat of the Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala takes a qasam wa shamsi wa duhaha wal qamari iza talaha, Allah Ta'ala takes a qasam by the sun, by the moon to highlight such great creations Allah has created. 
and such power lies placed in it. But the creator is Allah Ta'ala. So, Nabi Islam immediately turned their attention that these things don't happen by their own selves and neither do they happen because of somebody dying and somebody being born. These are two great signs of Allah Ta'ala. But now when you have seen these signs, then what do you do? When you see these signs, you don't let just get caught up in the signs. That's what a sign said about it. That is the surface only. There's no harm in understanding it scientifically also. That what is the distance of the sun from the earth and what is the intensity of the heat in it and how much of energy it gives off at every second which is beyond all the energy that the world can produce. That the sun gives off every second. Now all the scientific facts are in its place. No harm in knowing these facts but that's all still on the surface. There's something beyond that to recognize the creator of the sun and the moon. And having recognized these signs of Allah Ta'ala, now Allah Ta'ala sometimes brings that situation where the sun has gone into eclipse. And now in the middle of the day it's total darkness. So Rasulullah said, look these are signs. You will see signs. These are signs and there are other signs that will come also. Signs will come in various ways. There will be signs that will come that will make the whole world go on its knees. In the form of pandemics, in the form of whatever. There will be signs of other sorts as well. When the signs of Allah Ta'ala come in this particular occasion, on this particular occasion Rasulullah said, when you see these signs of Allah Ta'ala, don't just get caught up in the signs of it. What you should do? Fad'ullah wa kabbiru wa sallu wa tasaddaqu. Now this was on a particular occasion, but this was something that became a source of great fear for the people at that time. Because they had never experienced something like this. Rasulullah turned their attention to reality. That look, all this happens with the control of Allah Ta'ala. So you just getting caught up in the discussions, how many cases and what happened, how is that going to help? Yes, there's a certain level of it, everybody will know, somebody will mention it somewhere also, somebody will talk about it too. But then is that way we get caught up and finish off there? Is that the sum total of everything? And then we carry on with our lives like nothing happened? And just wish it doesn't happen to us? No, no, there's far more to it. These are signs, whatever might be happening, wherever it's happening. If Allah Ta'ala has protected us, we must make shukar for it. And make dua for all those who are affected. But we have also to do something beyond that. So one is, right starting off where we started the discussion, إِنَّ اللَّهَ يُدَافِعُ عَنِ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا Allah Ta'ala protects the true believers. This is the sum total of it. Those who have true Iman, their Iman is of that quality. And as a result of that Iman, of that quality, they live Iman. They live Iman which is manifest in their lives. At the time of Salah, the Masjid is full. It is not only for the month of Ramadan. They live their lives as believers, whether in the Masjid, whether in their businesses, whether on the street, whether in their social functions, wherever it might be. They live Deen. Now they are Iman, people of Iman, in the true sense of the word. Allah Ta'ala's promise is, Inna Allah yudafi'u anil ladina amanu. Allah Ta'ala protects such people. Allah Ta'ala's divine protection is with them then. That divine protection, does it mean that they will never ever suffer anything in dunya? That doesn't mean that. Dunya is a place of test. But they won't be in that situation where when something happens, a person becomes so overwhelmed and so bewildered that Allah forbid he loses his 
iman also sometimes and he loses his mind and senses as well and he loses his dunya and akhirat such a person won't experience this number one Allah Ta'ala will protect him from the difficulties if such difficulties come as a test with that barakat of taqwa and iman Allah Ta'ala will remove it and if it doesn't immediately get removed with the barakat of iman and taqwa in his life Allah will grant him that inner strength and that patience and sabr to be able to go through that test Allah will grant him that patience and grant him that strength and that courage and that composure that despite all the challenges he will still be able to go through it without losing his mind without losing his iman obviously and he will still be composed and he will have full hope in the reward of Allah Ta'ala and Allah will make this a means of great benefit for him in dunya and mainly in the akhirat so he will be still very very composed and very much at ease within himself whatever pain and suffering he might have as well but his heart will be at, in tranquility and peace so now this will be the barakat of that iman and taqwa then coming back to this hadith sharif that we discussed where Rasulullah immediately turned their attention look don't just get caught up in the signs of it there are things to be done what's to be done so together with correcting one's iman and living iman staying away from sin in this hadith sharif four things are mentioned one is fadullah then beg of Allah Ta'ala now in all these situations that we are witnessing whether it's happening close to us whether something is happening away from us whether it is in the form of the pandemic whether it is in the form of the oppression on our Muslim brothers and sisters whatever the situation might be but how much of time have we dedicated to dua and not just some routine kind of dua once in a while we raise our hands after salah for example and without even any attention to what we are saying and what we are asking we just recite something and done with it when a person is in a situation of desperation then there's something that comes out deep from his heart it doesn't just emanate from his tongue it comes deep down from his heart that's the dua that's the dua we have to make for ourselves for our families for the whole ummah of Rasulullah now how much of time in a day five minutes it should be more but even five minutes five dedicated minutes apart from the time that we do make dua after salah etc but five dedicated minutes for dua this is silahul mu'min dua is the weapon of the believer and it is the essence of ibadat mukhul ibadah but five dedicated minutes out of the 1440 odd minutes in the day what proportion is that? 0, 0,000 something but have we dedicated five minutes yet? Fad'ullah Then Nabi Salaam says وَكَبِّرُوا Engage in the takbir In expressing the greatness of Allah Ta'ala That all this is happening but Allahu Akbar Allah is the greatest Everything is with Allah Ta'ala's in Allah Ta'ala's control And everything happens by His will alone And nothing can happen without His permission so now what is being taught in this by repeatedly reminding ourselves and expressing the greatness of Allah Ta'ala 
that we should therefore turn to him and the Quran Sharif many many places Allah Ta'ala has given us the same message ظَهَرَ الْفَسَادُ فِي الْبَرِّ وَالْبَحْرِ بِمَا كَسَبَتْ أَيْدِ النَّاسِ لِيُذِيقَهُمْ بَعْدَ الَّذِي عَمِلُوا لَعَلَّهُمْ يَرْجِعُونَ that the happenings around Allah Ta'ala says this is to make people come back to their senses and return to Allah Ta'ala so one is takbir but in a broader sense the zikr of Allah Ta'ala in one hadith this is also mentioned on the same occasion Nabi Islam said فَذْكُرُ Remember Allah Ta'ala. Remember Allah Ta'ala in all the various ways of remembering Allah Ta'ala. The most important way of remembering Allah Ta'ala is through His obedience. Staying away from sin, consciously refraining from what Allah is forbidden. The eye is tempted to look at haram. And the person lowers his gaze because my Allah will be displeased. He is remembering Allah Ta'ala. And if he sings Subhanallah, Astaghfirullah, and he's looking at haram, he's the most important remembrance of Allah Ta'ala is obedience. And together with that, all the various recitations, tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif, this brings down sukoon, it brings down barakah and blessings, wherever it is done. Now how much of time is dedicated in our homes for tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif? Five minutes daily dedicated time? If not even five minutes, then we have to check within ourselves. Five minutes. Five minutes for tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif. Every person in the home. No person, no day should go that any person in the home has missed at least the five minutes. What is five minutes? We spend not 55 minutes, several hours and five minutes on social media. And people watching what not, and looking at what not. Things that take them further away from Allah Ta'ala and draw down the azab of Allah Ta'ala. Now five minutes for Qur'an Sharif in our homes. So Nabi Islam is saying, Fad'ullah was... That now, get into the zikr of Allah Ta'ala. So one is the tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif. Then the various askar and recitations. Among them extreme importance to istighfar. In the Qur'an Sharif Allah Ta'ala has mentioned istighfar so many places. Istaghfiru rabbakum summa tubu ilayhi. Subhanallah. With what kindness and compassion Allah Ta'ala is addressing us. Why don't you seek Allah's forgiveness so that Allah's rahmat comes on you? Allah Ta'ala has made the world a place of asbab, place of means. When a person is hungry, he doesn't sit down and wait for the food to fall in his mouth from somewhere. He does something. Likewise, these are also means Allah has given us. Allah's rahmat is waiting to come. But Allah says, Why don't you engage in istighfar? So that Allah's rahmat may come, Allah's special mercies may descend. Now, five minutes for tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif, five minutes for istighfar. Not five minutes, three minutes. For istighfar, astaghfirullah, astaghfirullah, sincerely, dedicatedly. Sometimes you are looking for very, very fancy things, very complicated things to do. They are simple things, simple things that will do things for us. Simple things that will bring what we want. Coming on to taqwa or to the consciousness of Allah Ta'ala, staying away from sin, bringing alive tilawat of the Quran Sharif in our homes, bringing alive istighfar. In the Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala mentions istighfar in one particular instance and a specific istighfar, which is a tasbih as well. The incident of Yunus Ali Salatu Wasalam, Nabi Yunus Ali Salatu Wasalam, the incident is very detailed. He was swallowed into the belly of a fish. A fish swallowed him. Deep down into, Allah Ta'ala mentions this in the Quran Sharif. 
the darkness of the depth of the ocean and the darkness of the nights he called out unto allah taala la ilaha illa anta subhanak inni kuntu minaz zalimin expressing this tawhid and this oneness of allah tabarak wa taala la ilaha illa anta allah is none worthy of worship besides you subhanak you are free of every blemish inni kuntu minaz zalimin i was i am the zalim i am the one who has oppressed myself and i committed oppression on others also Allah, you forgive me and guide me towards that which will please you. This is the essence of it. So Allah Ta'ala says, فَاسْتَجَبْنَا لَهُ وَنَجْجَيْنَاهُ مِنَ الْغَمِّ Allah knows this, how many times He called out. And now what depth He called with. And what sincerity He called with. And what passion and feeling He called with. Allah Ta'ala says, when He called in that manner, فَاسْتَجَبْنَا لَهُ وَنَجْجَيْنَاهُ مِنَ الْغَمِّ We answered His call and we relieved Him from that grief. He was thrown out of the belly of the fish and Allah Ta'ala made the means of his survival. Miraculously the tree grew and that spring of water then came forth and he then gained his health again. Allah Ta'ala says, we brought all this how? By the barkat of this tasbih. Allah Ta'ala then further says to us, this is not confined to him. In a like manner we will give salvation and safety to the believers till qiyamah. So the lesson and the simple message is the time has run out that we have to come back to that which Allah Ta'ala has given us in the Quran Sharif, in the Hadith. In this Nabi Stasu mentioned four things. That number one, that you start turning to Allah Ta'ala in dua, Fad'ullah, Wakabbiru. The second thing was Takbir, which includes all the zikr. And then the third thing was Sallu, engage in Salah. Salah meaning more than the Faraiz. One is the five daily Salah, over and above that. Nawafil as well, Salatul Tawbah, Salatul Haja. And then the fourth thing, وَتَصَدَّقُوا And give Sadaqah. Sadaqatul Sir, تُطْفِئُ غَدَبَ Rab. In the Hadith Sharif, Nabi Islam says, that secret Sadaqah, that secret Sadaqah, between him and Allah Ta'ala, nobody even knows what he did. With utmost sincerity, this extinguishes the wrath of Allah Ta'ala. Meaning it takes away azab, it takes away difficulties. It brings the protection of Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala. These are the things we are to engage in, bringing our lives onto taqwa, engaging in amal, the dua, tasbihat and zikr, tilawat of the Quran Sharif, lot of salah and sadaqah. Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala give us a tawfiq.